The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. The winter mixed sale at the Meadowlands was held, and two of the top three horses that were sold at that sale are connected to the Buckeye State. Second on the list of the top one sold was purchased by Virgil Morgan Jr. as an agent for Dana Parnum of Boca Raton, Florida. Escape to the beach. With us today, Virgil Morgan Jr. What turned you on about Escape to the Beach and making the trip to New Jersey to get him in your stable? Um, you know, Dana Parham and myself uh, were partners on some horses and uh, had the discussion about the sale. And, uh, you know, uh, there were a few horses that obviously stuck out to us, and, and this particular one, Escape to the Beach, was one of them. Um, his pedigree, first and foremost, we loved. Uh, he's at some beach somewhere out of a, uh, a really nice mare. And uh, we uh, we actually thought, uh, um, you know, his tactical gait speed, um, the way he raced all year long, uh, he, you know, he was he was uh, he didn't win a lot of major stakes. However, he was competitive, and his uh, his gait speed put him into play. The adios, he got beat a half a length in his elimination by the eventual winner, uh, Southwind Ozzy who went on to win uh, the final and went on to win the jug. So he, he kept very good company all year long, and he was competitive. He had tactical gay speed. We didn't think he was over-raced, um, Dana Parham and myself. He, uh, uh, he had 21 starts, um, so uh, um, obviously he was sound, and uh, his gait speed is something that we, uh, we really liked. The dam shall escape, winner of the jug yet at Delaware, Ohio. And uh, so... The breeding is right there for Escape to the Beach. Yeah, again, uh, Mr. Dana Parham and, and myself, we uh, we love the pedigree. And, uh, um, you know, he is a gelding, so we plan on having him around for a while. Um, you know, he's going to be four, or he is four, so his four-year-old campaign will go this year. And, you know, we look for the graduate. Obviously, that would be a, a, a nice race uh, just for four-year-olds restricted only. And then some other uh, stakes races to spot him in. Um, maybe the Jim Ewart, um, the, uh, um, the Dayton Pacing Derby, uh, those things are in Ohio, uh, the Battle of Lake Erie uh, for aged horses. So uh, those races are def- definitely intriguing uh, for him to race here in Ohio. Now, he just qualified January the 17th at the Meadowlands, and the way I uh, understand it, the track wasn't in the best of shape that day. Yeah, you, you don't uh, hardly ever see the Meadowlands with a minus two bias. So the track, um, obviously, that's arguably the fastest track in, in, in the country, if uh, definitely top three. Um, and when that track's minus two, it's slow. Uh, that qualifier that day, you know, it doesn't look that flashy, 55 and four for a horse of this caliber. However, he did come home the last, fastest last quarter of the day, 27 and four, and that was off of a break, and he did it pretty handy. So uh, that qualifier didn't scare us at all, um, considering how bad the track was. You know, going back to his three-year-old campaign, he raced in the Meadowlands Pace, raced in the Hemp, raced in the Adios. He didn't win, but he was very competitive in all of those races. 
He raced in the little brown jug, Delaware, got hung every step of the mile. Very competitive in that one. That had to be a major plus in the determination to go after this uh, three-year-old, now four. Yeah, you know, Roger, he just always, uh, he always put himself in a position because of his gate speed. He did get parked the mile at the jug out of the eight hole. We didn't hold that against him. Um, you know, uh, there have been good horses go down there out of the eight hole. Um, so we definitely uh, di- didn't, uh, that didn't hinder us any uh, on his, any of his performances. But, you know, the Adios uh, start when he, when he was second in his elimination and, and uh, to, again, to Southwind Ozzie. Uh, that, that's a strong mile. He came back in the final, and they went wicked fractions. I believe they went to the half in 52 and change at the Meadows, which is unheard of. Um, that's just suicide for any horse, and he got caught up in that. Um, but again, you know, he was uh, he was ultra consistent as far as being competitive, and, uh, you know, we plan on having him around for a while. Um, so uh, um, I think it, uh, hopefully in the end, uh, you know, it takes a little while to get your money back on a horse like this. Uh, but hopefully in the end it'll work out for uh, uh, for Dana Parham and, uh, and myself training. 21 starts last year. He wasn't over-raced, so uh, that's a big factor too, uh, preparing for the four-year-old campaign. Yeah, you know, it's not like he was, uh, he was you know, in, in a good stable and he wasn't over-raced. He got put away okay, and they brought him back. You know, to, to strategically they probably thought it would enhance his price if he was qualified before the sale you know, that's nice. Um, you know, we didn't buy him to race in, in January and overnight. Uh, again, he's a, he's a horse to have around for a while, and, and hopefully by the time he's six years old, you know, he's got uh, quite a bit of money on his card. You mentioned uh, the sale there. Did you go to the Meadowlands with a price that you set as a limit for the horse, or was it kind of open-ended? No, you know, th- those these kind of horses, it's, it's – uh, uh, you, you always have a, uh, uh, I don't want to give too much strategy away. You always have a game plan and, and a price in mind. Um, but, you know, um, w- when you really sit down and think about it, uh, uh, you, you've, this is a situation where, you know, you've got to have money to make money. Um, but if this horse is, if he's worth, two, say, 200 or 225000 then he is actually worth two fifty. Um, it, it's, it's essentially a win in an open race or, or, uh, uh, a nice check in a stakes race. So in, in today's, uh, you know, you can't say that about a cheaper horse when you're dealing with 10, 15, $20,000 animals. But when you, when you're dealing with a horse, uh, hopefully of this caliber, um, you know, if they're worth two and a quarter, they're worth two fifty. but you have to draw the line somewhere. Uh, that's probably, you know, the max premium that we thought he would bring, you know, we were hoping for, you know, high 100s, 190 or, or 180 or 195. But uh, unfortunately, there was there was one other person that was bidding with us uh, from about 190,000 on. And, you know, that's another thing. You don't know. There was one other person that was bidding against us. Had they not been there, we probably would have got him for 190. So when two people like a horse of this caliber, um, you know, something like this happens and you, and you, you, uh, you pay a, a little bit of a premium. Six wins as a two and three year old uh, fits. A, it'll be a tough race, but still fits a kind of a low uh, winning race uh, lifetime. Uh, what's the plans for him in the next few weeks? Right. So uh, we'll, we'll probably I'll talk to Dana Parham um, this weekend, and uh, you know he jogged really sound today. Um, 
we'll, we'll map out a schedule for him, but most likely we'll qualify him one more time. Uh, the more I think about it, a week from Wednesday at Miami Valley, see how he does in that, and then uh, consider racing him. He fits non. He's got six party mutuals, as you said, so he uh, he fits non winners at eight. Um, again, that's no boat ride. Uh, those are uh, some good aged horses in there because it's combined with a condition race. Um, but that would be, you know, better than going straight in the open as a four-year-old. So, yeah, that, that would be the game plan, I think. Mr. Parham is uh, getting involved kind of heavily in Ohio racing, buying this horse for 250000 and other horses that he has with you. Uh, it speaks volumes for the breeding industry and the racing industry for the Buckeye State. It does. You know, um, when there's money involved, like we're racing for in Ohio, um, you know, it, it uh, people see that and, and they want to get involved in it. Um, I purchased uh, a couple yearlings uh, at Lexington for Dana um, and one at Harrisburg for him, Ohio Breds. And, uh, you know, he's excited about racing here. Um, he's... Uh, He's involved with me and uh, uh, my partner, Carl Howard, with some claimers. And uh, he's definitely going to be a force uh, as an owner in Ohio, uh, Dana Parham. Asked you about um, your training center. Now in your second year of operation out there, uh, how's it coming along? Training center, is, uh, it's actually doing great. Uh, we, uh, we currently have six barns, 300 stalls, and uh, we're at full capacity. Uh, they're... Uh, you know, every trainer has every barn full, and uh, we're actually considering uh, building another barn. Um, there, I think there's a need for it, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that uh, it was a uh, 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 a work to get done. It, it took us a while to get it accomplished, but uh, um, I'm happy it's there, and I think it's great for the horsemen. Uh, we just put a saltwater spa in. Um, you know, we've got the five-eighths mile training track and, and the half-mile jog track, paddocks. Uh, so we, uh, I tried to design it the best I could for the horsemen here. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, in, in all the horsemen there, I think their horses uh, are racing good. They look good. And, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll be an asset to the horsemen here in Ohio. Centrally located for Hollywood Dayton, Miami Valley, Scioto Downs, Northfield, Let's even go to Hoosier Park in the Meadows. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it. Uh, I've got two partners, Larry Wills and Bud Rector, and uh, they acquired some land like 10, 12 minutes from Scioto. And, uh, geez, it couldn't be a better location, really. Uh, you know, it's it's in the country, but yet we're 12 minutes, 10 minutes from Scioto. And then, like you said, it's, it's not a bad ship at all to date in Miami Valley. And, uh, you know, there's people that race nightly at Cleveland uh, from there. So, yeah, it's uh, location-wise, very happy with it. Virgil Morgan, we appreciate you stopping by. I know your schedule is very busy training a large stable of horses and such, but we appreciate you being our guest here today on Top of the Stretch. Thank you so much, Roger. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here and anytime. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.